players. Hey, listen. This is episode number 20 of the Sports Plus Live podcast. Thank you for tuning in. My name is Edgar, Mr. A.K. Rodriguez. This is number 20. So, of course, it's the Barry Sanders edition of the Sports Sports Plus Live podcast. I'm pretty sure he wore 20. We're going to go with that. I'm sure there's a whole lot more other players who wore 20 that were probably... We could probably go off the cup off. Up the, off the cuff. Uh, up. You guys know what I'm trying to say. Um, but yeah, anyways, Sports Plus Life. Sports Plus Life, episode number 20. 20, it's kind of weird to say. Like, I didn't think I would even get as lazy as I am. I didn't think I'd get to even 10. I figured I'd get to 10 and be like, yeah, you know what? Nah, I, don't, I don't think so. Not for me anymore. But I like doing this. Hopefully you guys do. Let me fix my shit here. There we go. Um, but anyways, welcome. Um, today, at the time of me recording, this is late Friday afternoon. Um, wanted to do it yesterday, but, uh, I wanted to wait for many reasons. So I'm lazy mostly. Just kidding. I got caught up. Um, what was I doing yesterday? Cooking. I cooked some shitty ribs yesterday and, uh, it was not good. And um, I was not prepared. Um, for, that's just like it's something that just went off the. It was just, it was it was bad. Um, I need to uh, be prepared next time. But um, that's how you learn. You just dive into it. Just like I'm gonna dive into this podcast because there's a few topics I want to talk on. I don't know how long this podcast is gonna be. I don't know. It could be like half hour. Um, Cause I'm not, I don't like to talk. I don't like to hear myself talk. I hate the way I sound. I think a lot of people do that. Um, but it's whatever. Just like the Nate Diaz said, whatever. It's whatever. It's whatever, man. Stockton. Um, a few things we're gonna go over today. Um, today was the um, announcement, the official announcement, a retirement announcement of Eli Manning. Um, we're definitely gonna talk about that. Because right now, as I tweeted or I put out on Instagram, I believe, on MRAKACO with Sports Plus Life um, on Instagram and same thing on Twitter. Um, God, I say a lot of ums. I'm trying to correct that. <laughs> See, I'm trying to I'm trying to say um right there. Eli Manning um, <laughs> uh, retired and there's not going to be any more Mannings. For a while in the NFL. This is the first time in like. 22 years. That there's not been a Manning. In the NFL. Peyton Manning. Started 1997. 98. Um, so 22 years. It's 22 years since there's. There's not going to. There hasn't been a Manning. In the NFL. Peyton Manning 98. Eli Manning started in 2003, 2002-ish, I believe. Uh, got a, had a long career and a somewhat successful career. Also, I'm going to get into that in a second, but also just give you a heads up. We're also going to talk about UFC Fight Night tomorrow, Curtis Blades versus Dos Santos, Junior Dos Santos. Also going to talk about Chicharito going to LA Galaxy, which is pretty big move for LA Galaxy, for MLS, and of course Chicharito. Um, and then also I was watching the Pro Bowl. That's what I was also doing yesterday. Pro Bowl skills game. It was pretty fun. I watched it. I enjoyed it. Talk about that. Um, Zion made his debut this week as well. I fell asleep at halftime because it was kind of boring. He was only playing like six minutes the whole first half. Anyways, we'll talk about that. And if that isn't enough for me, then I will talk about something else i'll talk about more stuff i will come out of thin air to talk about more stuff i don't care like darren till i don't care um let me um get myself situated let me get it together now let me get it together so elon manning retired and and it's um pretty i mean i don't know if it's big it's not like splashing news like his when his when uh, Peyton Manning retired. When Peyton Manning retired, I cried. I am not gonna lie to you. I had a man tears 
coming down my baggy eyes. And I, I, I was like, dude, I, I just can't. Like, he was sad. <laughs> he was really sad he had to leave football. I watched Eli's press conference today. Not a, not an ounce of emotion. Dude, the guy's like, I don't know. Like, he's just, I, <laughs> he rarely shows any emotion. Except for that one commercial he did. I think, was it last year with OBJ? When he picked him up? And I thought that was pretty cool. But he doesn't show very much emotion, which is, I guess, is all right. And it was it was really weird. I sat there and watched Eli Manning give a short speech. Was like I think this person. I I was I was like at work, so I kind of wasn't paying attention. But I know it was short, and I was like, huh. Dude, I just started laughing. I was like, dude, this guy like he's glad he's out. Sixteen year career, um, for Eli Manning at, in in with one team. You don't see that anymore. You won't see. I don't know when you'll see that next. Um, 16 years with the same team. After 2012, he probably could have left two better teams and been probably been paid a whole lot more as well. But he chose to be loyal to New York. I mean, shit, he had no choice. For those of you who don't know, Eli Manning got traded to New York after being drafted number one by the San Diego Chargers at the time. Now they're L.A. Chargers, for those of you who don't know. L.A. And, yeah, he was like, I'm not going to San Diego. You kiss my ass, I ain't going. And so New York worked it out to where they traded after the fact they traded. I don't know the exact what the exact details of the trade was. But pretty much, New York drafted Philip Rivers from NC State, I believe, and they traded Philip Rivers to San Diego for Eli Manning, and the rest is history. Uh, pretty good hindsight. Pretty good trade. It's a very, very good trade. San Diego hasn't won shit at all, and at the time, San Diego had Drew Brees, so Drew Brees was playing for um, for the Chargers. So I, I I think I saw what Elon Manning was trying to do. He didn't want to be like second fiddle um, to Drew Brees. I mean, Jesus. I mean, for obvious reasons. Drew Brees first battle. Well, I've talked about it before in the podcast. Sports Plus Live podcast. We breach all corners. With It's like every episode has some sort of six degrees of separation. 600 degrees of separation. I don't know what it's called. Something about separation. They all tie in together. So you guys got to tune in, like, subscribe, share, tell your family, tell your auntie, tell your mommy, your grandmama, your granddaddy, tu abuelo, tu abuela, tu hijada, tus hijos, everyone. Just tell everyone, like, subscribe. And if you do, even if you just tell tus abuelas, tus tias, oh, we'll have like 100,000 subscribers easy. To YouTube, Sports Plus Life, all the podcasts. Because if you guys know, I'm speaking Mexican now, speaking Spanish, I believe, but to Mexicans in general, tias are chismosas. Get it out to your tias. But yeah, a little off topic, but Drew Brees, easily top five quarterback ever. Just breaking records left and right recently. Super Bowl. Um overall top guy and and like Eli Manning his team saw this they're like there's no way we're going to be successful behind this gentleman right here and that's I mean I at the time I was like dude why wouldn't you just go like what's going on and usually I would have done that but for some reason I was like just let him go let him go. Is it? I mean, you're like if a guy doesn't want to be there, don't let him be there. But there was thought behind it. I think I think he got, like he got a lot of flack for doing what he did, um, coming out of Ole Miss. But he either his daddy knew Papa knows best, you know. Someone was like, no, don't go there. Maybe it was the weather. Maybe San Diego is amazing. I want to move to San Diego eventually. Um, take this show, Sports Plus Life on the road to San Diego. Maybe it was the people there. 
Maybe it was the organization and just strike him right. Who knows? But you look at that move for anyone's career. I mean, you take a look at, like, for example, Drew Brees going to St. Uh, the New Orleans Saints. Um, you take a look at even, God, I'm trying to think of who how to compare this. Um, yeah, I don't even know how to compare this. It's the opposite of what, what's his name? The one who was with the Philly or the Washington Nationals and then lost. I don't remember who it was. Anyways. Um, this is one of those like moves like from the get that he made. And 16 years later, he has two Super Bowls. Pro Bowls, probably MVP. I'm not 100% sure. I'll have to look it up. A lot of accolades, a lot of money. I mean, one of the few guys that you don't have to look in the news and be like, oh, shit, he, he's going off the rails. I mean, the dude's had a successful life, and he's smart enough to know when to go, when to quit, when to dump it. I mean, why... I I think Eli Manning doesn't get the respect he deserves. Because I see, I mean, internet kind of ruins fucking so much shit. Internet will ruin the best things ever. And because you see all these pictures of, you know, I think Barstool put it up of, you know, Eli Manning with this. The, you know, the weird face, the stupid face. And people are going to depict, oh, that's Eli Manning. What people don't see is the two-time Super Bowl Eli Manning. The Eli Manning that beat Bill Belichick, Tom Brady in both Super Bowls. Um, the Eli Manning who made a shitload of money, makes more money than anyone posting these stupid memes. The Eli Manning who's just a overall decent guy. Um, people don't see that. People just want to see the, the internet memes of Eli Manning. Are they funny? Sometimes. I mean, not all of them are funny. I mean, just that one's old as shit. The one where he's like, oh, yeah, oh. And then <laughs> Eli Manning, they hired a new coach. They hired Freddie Kitchen. And he was like, yep. It's time for me to go. The guy's smart. People don't, yeah, people don't give him that credit. He's smart enough to step away. I mean, I just, he, he deserves more respect than what people give him, I believe. A lot of people like to look at his last few years, but who's he won these Super Bowls with? Um, Brandon Jacobs, is he a Hall of Famer? No. David Tyree, is he a Hall of Famer? No. Not an offense. On offense, he, there was like no Harlow Hall. He didn't play with a lot of Hall of Famers. Will Jimmy Shockey be one? I don't. From Miami? Remember the U? Um, who was it? David Boss? Is that what he played with too? I can't even remember. Um, what's that? There was another dude. I'm going to find it here, guys. You guys shut your mouth and know your roles and shut your mouth. Um, where is it at here? He, um, anyways, I'll look it up, but yeah, he didn't really play with a whole lot of Hall of Fame as far as offense goes. Um, so, I mean, give respect where respect is due. Dude, this guy, two-time Super Bowl champ, respect him. I'm going to say it again, respect Eli Manning. I was going to say Payton. Respect both of them. Both of them. Respect the Manning name. Because he did a lot for a lot of people. I mean, you people are going to be like, oh, well, he's not doing good without OBJ. I'm like, yeah, he's never really done that well with OBJ. They haven't really won a whole lot of things with OBJ. Um, I don't even know if OBJ will be one of those Hall of Fame receivers. He's made a couple good catches, but is it, has he even done anything Hall of Fame worthy? Like a Julio Jones? I think... I think even Landry would be a Hall of Famer before him. And it's so you gotta look, take those things in consideration. I mean, Jesus. 
dude, just, and show show some respect to Eli Manning. As my homie Pat would say, respect. Respect Eli Manning. I mean, the guy plays it off. But I, I, can, I can see, after seeing him today in the... In the um, in the retirement conference or the, the press conference, retirement press conference, what people are talking about? <laughs> how people are talking about that? Like he's just like, dude, no emotion. Um, I think it was one of the owners. I can't remember who it was. Maybe a GM has said, um, Eli's first start or first game as a Giant. He was walking down a hallway with his uh, dad may have been the owner at the time and was just talking about how um, we found our guy right before he passed away. And like Eli just stood there stone cold, just stone cold. So there's something in him that a lot of people don't have um, to not show uh, Jesus any emotion. It's pretty funny, but I mean, yeah, I mean, just, just show respect, throw that respect out there. Stop. Don't be coming at him like that. I mean, yeah, dude, he's played with Brandon Jacobs, Ahmad Bradshaw. Remember that guy? Um, I'm taking a look at the the 2008 Super Bowl or 2008 Super Bowl champ New York Giants. Mario Manningham. That's who I was thinking about. And he was like a Manning, but is Manningham? Um, Derek Hagan, Sonoris Moss, and Steve Smith, I'll, and Amani Tumor. I'll give Steve Smith that guy. That's the dude who you're like, okay. I gave you that one, but it wasn't on offense where they won a lot of those games. And yeah, Kevin Boss. It was on defense where they lot a lot when, I, when they won a lot of them. Justin Tuck, um, Strahan. I think they had Barber. What's his name? Oh, I can't remember the names. They have what's his name? Mari Bomb. Whatever. It doesn't matter. Damn, Black Burris was on that. It's just like. Just a respect. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm going to keep saying this. Respect. Eli Manning, players. Come on. Um, I mean, look at that. David Tyree. Like, hey, you don't know. David Tyree caught the football in the Super Bowl off his helmet like this. It was like this. And then that was like the, the defining play that led him to win the Super Bowl. That was 2008. That was, yeah, that was 2008. Um, I called that upset, by the way. I knew it was going to happen. There was just something about that game. You get these feelings, just like I got the feeling of Holly Holm beating Ronda Rousey. You Just like I got the feeling of, of Ruiz beating um, Anthony Joshua. There's a feeling you get when an underdog goes in and they're just some, they just have ice in their veins. You can, you can feel it. If you watch sports like me and you, and you fucking inject fucking sports like I do, like you get a feeling you have these. There's there's different to what I do and like betters. Betters concentrate on something different about the game. Um, I'm the one who's like who just feel it. I, I feel it. Anyways, I call that by the way. And I forgot what I was saying. But yeah, anyways, David Tyree. David Tyree, you don't you don't even, you didn't hear anything about him after that game. And that game, that play, and I'll try to find it and tag it, um, or try to find it and put it in the description for you. But that play was all Eli Manning. Defensive line didn't help. Eli Manning somehow got out of that. Like, I don't know. Like, I, there's, there's. I, I want to say something. I'm not going to say it. But he got out of that. Like David Blaine. Like, and they just chucked the ball, saw it, and they caught it. David Tyree had a good part in it, obviously. That catch was amazing. But just look at the people that were around him. Like, he didn't have a whole lot of, you know? You know what I'm saying. You guys know it. Respect. Okay, just just respect. So, happy retirement to Eli Manning. Um, He doesn't know what he was going to do. He just knew he had to retire, you know? He just knew that it was time. For him to be like, I'm out. I am dipping. Like, there's no more. I don't need any of this. Um, definitely first ballot Hall of Famer. 
Um, yeah, I, I mean, I'm, I, more you're gonna see a whole lot more of these type of retirements coming up soon. I mean, the fucking guy retired before Tom Brady. Um, before Tom Brady, I mean, I don't think there was anyone left from in and around that area that time that, except for Philip Rivers. Yeah, I don't know. So just kind of just just kind of just run down the awards that Eli Manning has won that your favorite quarterback probably has never won. Two-time Super Bowl, two-time Super Bowl MVP, obviously. Four Pro Bowls, Walter Payton Man of the Year Award, which is probably the most important one on here, shows the good people. And um, Bart Starr Award, Maxwell Award, SEC Offensive Player of the Year. So a lot of college, so a great, solid, which I believe will bring him to a first ballot Hall of Fame career. Yeah, I think we're going to start seeing more of these. I don't know, like Drew Brees. Drew Brees is on that cusp, you know. It, there's rumblings that he is getting, you know, pretty big offers to be like a sports analyst, football analyst. I think for ESPN, maybe CBS, I believe is what it is. But one of those, and um, rightfully so, dude. Who would I wouldn't? I would love to see that. I would love to see him. I don't know if he'd be good as good as Tony Romo on broadcast, but that's what I'd like to see. I like what Tony Romo does. I like the breakdown before a play even happens. I like that vision, and it's great to learn from some. You know, great to learn if you want to learn the game. You listen to Tony Romo. I would, who wouldn't want to learn? Even if you're not, even if you're unathletic as I am. Why wouldn't you want to learn from Drew Brees? Why wouldn't you want to learn from these guys? Like, you watch football, like, why not learn these type of things? Um, I don't know if Eli Manning would do that. But, um, yeah, it'd be pretty cool. Eli Manning is... For, I want Eli Manning and his brother to have a show. Payton Places on ESPN+. Plus. You just get Eli Manning in there. Oh, there's gold right there, guys. There you go. You're welcome, ESPN Plus. Holler at me. Put my podcast on there. Make me some money now. You are welcome, ESPN. Welcome. Congratulations, Peyton Man- or Eli Manning and Peyton Manning on their retirements um, from football. Football. Um, but anyways, moving on. My favorite part of the weekend is going to be UFC... Fight night, Curtis Blades versus Junior Dos Santos. And Junior Dos Santos is one of my favorite fighters. I remember, I'll never forget when he, Junior Dos Santos, if you guys haven't looked it up, Junior Dos Santos came on and fought a veteran in Fabricio Verdum. And people don't talk about this knockout very much. I remember sitting there watching, and I was like, I don't know who this guy is, but he looks scary. He had hair too back then. He doesn't have hair now. Uh, but he looks very scary. And I, uh, let's break my desk. I was sat there and I was like, dude, he's throwing like these bombs in. Verdum, black belt jujitsu, very decorated. Um, what well, I mean, was kind of trying to throw. I think at this time he's still barely getting a hang of his hands, you know? And I'll never forget, I think Verdum threw a left, or no, uh, Dos Santos threw a left hook and just an uppercut. And when the uppercut landed on Verdum, he landed and like, he was like Dumbo. His ears started like flapping like this. Pop! And I thought he was going to fly away. Just fucking Verdum. But he got hit. And when you're, like, your ears don't move. Like, look. When you get hit at hard and your ears get whiplash... I, that yeah, that was vicious, and I was just like, dude, this guy's legit. Then he ended up eventually winning the heavyweight championship, beating Cain Velasquez. UFC Fox on Fox One, UFC on Fox. I think the first one ever. I think so, and upset him. I mean, so the guy's been legit. Been kind of um, lost the last one. I think won the three before that. Beat some tough dudes. Beat. I mean, he's beaten a lot of tough dudes. Shane Carwin. Um, 
is one of them. It's one of the toughest dudes you'll ever see in Shane Carwin. One of the hardest hitters you've ever seen in Shane Carwin. He's from where I'm from, Shane Carwin. And just a bunch of different Cain Velasquez, obviously. I mean, there's no probably no tougher heavyweight than Cain Velasquez. So he's beat some top dudes. But he will be fighting Curtis Blades this weekend. So Curtis Blades trains at altitude, trains out of Denver. Um, I will be on it. I mean, I mean, I love being honest with you guys. In my opinion, doesn't really put on the most exciting fights. He's a, I mean, he's a great wrestler. He has, he doesn't have the caliber of fights that Junior Dos Santos has. So that's something to take into consideration. Um, he did have a knockout win against Shamil Abdurkimov. Abdurkimov. Um, probably did a lot of fighting in Russia and has a 20 and 5 record. Also beat Justin Willis. Tough dude, but same thing with Willis. I mean, he only has an 8 and 2 record. Um, Francis Nagano beat the shit out of him <laughs> back in 2018. Um, Alistair Overeem knocked him out. And. Um, he won the decision over Mark Hunt. Probably wrestled him. So, like, that's what you have to go off of. I mean, let's go off his last five fights. Been knocked out by Alistair Overeem, who I think Junior DeSantos knocked out. Knocked out by Francis Ngannou. Francis Ngannou knocked him out. So, like, the heavyweight is just, like, a very odd division. But what's going to happen here in this fight, from what I've seen, Curtis Blades is definitely going to try to take him down. And, but I've seen Junior DeSantos in the past, his wrestling has gotten way better to where he doesn't, he's gotten good enough to keep it on the feet where he's stronger. He was going to be the better boxer, better kickboxer. Um, that's what you're probably going to see. I got Junior DeSantos winning this fight. First round knockout. I think Junior DeSantos, his experience is going to take him a long way. Um, Curtis Blades, yeah, definitely great grappler, great wrestler. Um, definitely have a heavy handers. If you see his jaw, dude, I don't even know. Even with the beard, it's like, I don't know how to explain it. It's like, it's like he ate, it's like he chewed a bubble gum, like three packs of bubble gum. What is it called? Bubblicious. Like every day as a kid. Sugar free, of course. Every day as a kid, just to get his jaw that way. Guy has jowls on him. Like BJ Penn had jowls. Like you know what I'm talking about. You just watch him. Uh, Curtis Blades. Tune in tomorrow, ESPN Plus, I believe. Um, and check it out. And we'll see what happens. See if I'm correct for once. My main event picks haven't been that well for a whole long time. Um, also in the fight, very exciting fight, mind you. Rafael Dos Anjos versus Michael Chiesa. I don't know how this fight's going to go. Mikey, Michael Chiesa is going to be the bigger fighter. Both these guys fought at 155, but Chiesa is huge. Chiesa is like six foot. And Dos Anjos is like 5'7", like maybe 5'8". I don't know how tall he is. Um, maybe I can pull it up so I don't give you guys false information. Um, tale of the tape. But yeah, he's... um. This is very interesting to see how this fight's going to go. Michael Chiesa, I think, just lost to Anthony Pettis, I think, was his last match. Or was that the one against Diego Sanchez? Let me look it up because I don't like... like, Yeah, he beat Diego Sanchez in a decision, by the way. Um, Diego Sanchez has been really beatable lately. Um, Then before that, he did lose to Anthony Pettis. And then he has beaten... um, Carlos Condit submission. That was a crazy submission. Submitted him in one hand like a key lock. Like, grabbed him and it turned his fucking arm. That was crazy. Check it out. Find it. I'm not going to post it on description, but it's easy to find out. Michael Chiesa. C-H-I-E-S-A. But Mike Chiesa is a tough dude. Um, very, 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 very tough dude. Hard to put away. So, Anthony, so that's why when I saw Anthony Pettis lose last week, I was like, damn, dude. I was like, I can't believe he lost, but that's the fight game, players. That is the fight game. But yeah, um, Rafael Dos Anjos has, you know, hasn't had it easy either. 
Um, his last fight was against um, Leon Edwards, which he lost by decision. I remember that fight. And I think Leon Edwards got pieced up after that by by Jorge Masvidal. I think that's the one. And then, um, no, that wasn't it. No, that wasn't. That was after the fact. Never mind. I'm thinking of some, this one was in Vegas, I believe. And then Rafael Adesanya's beat Kevin Lee by submission. So Kevin Lee comes out, talks all this shit, blah, blah, blah. But lost to Rafael Adesanya. Whatever. We're getting Kevin Lee when it's time. We won't talk about the Motel Phenom, Phenom right now. But Osanya's had a rough road. I mean, he's lost to Kamara Usman and Kobe Covington. So, and you guys saw that Kobe, 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 Kobe Covington fight against Kamara Usman. So, and by the way, decisions he lost. So, doesn't get knocked out really. Um, hasn't been knocked out in a while, but. Yeah, I mean, just this is going to be a very interesting fight. I want to say Rafael Adesanya was as tough as it comes. Michael Chiesa, tough as he comes. Northwestern boy um, from out there, Washington, Seattle, that area. Rafael Adesanya is Brazilian. Um, trains out of L.A., I believe. Los Angeles, I think, at Rain. I don't know if he, where exactly he trains. I'm pretty sure it's California. I don't know how this fight's going to go. I think you might see another decision go Kiesa's way. I go with Kiesa here. I mean, there's something about Kiesa. He's just tougher. He's just a tough dude, hard to put away, and just hard to... Just hard to do anything. He's going to come in here as a big, big dude, and who knows? A lot of other fighters. A lot of other fighters on here that you might not know about. Angela Hill always puts on a great fight, trains out of... Dominic Cruz's camp, Captain Gano's camp, Eric Fierro's camp in San Diego. I forgot what it's called, but he's tra- she trains out of there. Has been put on some good fights and tough, tough chick. Um, and it's gotten better since we've seen, him on the, seen her on the Ultimate Fighter. So pretty cool. She's fighting Hannah Cyphers. Hold on, players. I want to take a look at Hannah Cyphers' record. Yeah, I don't know. There's no, like, no, I got to look her up. But you got to look out for Angela Hill. Angela Hill, don't back down from no bitch. On God. She ain't scared of anybody. Um, Alex Perez does fight in this card against Jordan Espinosa. Alex Perez, Perez, watch him. Main card. Preliminary card. Nick Lentz is on there. I don't know what's happening. Like, what's his name? Like, Nick Lentz had smoke with like. Had he like beef with like BJ Penn for a while, and then all of a sudden that day they were supposed to fight. Actually, Nick Lentz was supposed to fight BJ Penn. That was a fight that was gonna happen, but then BJ Penn video came out of him getting knocked out all drunk in Hawaii, and then Hawaii was like, uh-uh, "Go get your shit together. You ain't fighting for me anymore," and cut him. So that fight was supposed to happen. Um, but these fights are the best fights, the ones where you don't know a whole lot about who's fighting on the cards because you have no expectations. And then you watch them, and then they're bangers. So check them out. If you have nothing to do, there's not much to do. I mean, there's probably basketball, but like, and some hockey, you know. But that should be going on, you know what I'm saying, until like July, June. You don't see a plenty of time to watch basketball. Plus, what are you going to miss? I did see, uh, so kind of going off topic, but I was watching put it up it may have been sports center espn plus i'll put it on my uh, instagram sports plus life and i think i have it downloaded and um mr aka co and sports plus life on instagram i'll put it up there's a this was when kobe was playing playing against stephen curry caption said this is when uh stephen curry gained kobe bryant's respect and kobe bryant was hacking the fuck out of him hacking him all over him there's probably about, in today's league, there's probably about four or five fouls in that one little sequence right there. And it's just gotten, like, soft since then. I'm just, like, watching that, and I'm like, what happened? Kobe Bryant retired, what, 2016? What happened in, like, five years? Like, how fucking soft have we gotten? Anyways, that I'll talk about. I'm not going to probably make a YouTube video out of that because I for Kobe Bryant. Um, 
and a couple other topics that I missed on the decade review on the Sports Plus Life episode number 14, I believe. Don't quote me. Um, 15, maybe. But um, it's a decade in review, and I got I got there's some things I need to correct. All from 2016. I can't believe I fucked it up, and I'm going to probably do it this weekend. Um, probably have a couple videos out this weekend, so keep an eye out on YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. Fight night tomorrow night. Check it out. ESPN Plus Junior Dos Santos versus Carter's Blades. Check it out. I, you know, I'm going to check it out. I don't care. Um, but another big move, some a big move that happened. And not hella surprised when I saw it happened. Um, it was a good move for pretty much everyone involved. Great move for LA Galaxy. They picked up Javier Chicharito Hernandez um, from Sevilla in Spain, which is like his second stint in Spain, I believe. Um, it's a great move for LA to fill that uh, for Galaxy. I'm going to call him Galaxy because um, there's already an LA there, LAFC. But it's a great move for Galaxy because they need to fill a void that... Um, Ibrahimovic, Slatan Ibrahimovic left when he when he ran his course, ran his contract. Didn't say ran his course. Not like he died. Like he's still a very, very, very good player at 38 years old. Which, in soccer terms, people are like at 38. Oh shit, Braun's gonna play till he's 50. Look at look, you know, look at time. These guys start playing professionally around 16, 17 years old. So that's a long time. But it's a great move for Galaxy because, for one, you pick up a international name. Not only an international name, but a Mexican name. Because when you think about Los Angeles, you think of, well, what's Los Angeles known for other than Hollywood? It's Mexicans. You know? There's so many Mexicans in Los Angeles and the California area in general, SoCal in general. That you start filling those seats. You're going to start filling those that stadium with Mexican fans. I mean, it's a given. Because that's the same... They're following the same model that LAFC across the way is doing with Carlos Vela. Carlos Vela is playing out of his mind here. He's just... He's playing ridiculous. And he... He's gotten... I mean, he's playing well. I mean, I think there's a lot of times when he was playing over... I'm talking about Carlos Vela now. Playing at Arsenal or will it be... I think it's... Coruna? I got to check up his team. But he's played in Spain for a long time. Um, before he got... Or after he got hurt. I think he got like his leg broke. I think. I got, look, I'll find it and post it. But I think he got his leg snapped. It was bad. Anyways. But he's... I mean, this is, he's at home. This is L.A. It's still, it's like baby Mexico. Um, taco stands everywhere. Food trucks because of taco stands. You know, there's Mexican food everywhere. There's Mexican this. There's Mexican storage. There's Mexican candy. There's Mexican people. Mexican hookers. All this stuff in L.A. So many Mexican. I think Mexican might be the majority race probably in that area. Um it was a great move, and that's a big reason why. You're also getting a finisher. We're talking soccer now. We're not talking about the you know the outside of the game. You're getting a good finisher, and I would know because he played for Manchester United for five, six years. Um, I just sat there and watched him play. I mean, dude, the good guy can finish. He was what we call a poacher, and um, had over 100 goals at Manchester United. Before being sold to... So this is how it works out. If I remember right. I got to look it up. But Went to Chivas. By the way, Chivas is one of the biggest Mexican teams in Mexico. Guadalajara Chivas. Have the, uh, have the rivalry with America. Aguilas de America in Mexico. That's like the big rivalry there. And but the Chivas are probably the biggest name, I I would say out of the two, 
that's just me, but they're kind of head to head. But Chivas would probably be the bigger name, especially in the United States, because the United States, for those of you who don't know, in the United States, in MLS, they actually had a Chivas FC team um, that failed, defunct. So I don't know what happened there, but they had a Chivas. They didn't have America. They had a Chivas FC MLS team. So um, that kind of goes to show how big the team actually is down here, um, North America in general. 2016-2010 spent in Chivas in 2010-2015 spent in Manchester United and then was on loan from 2014 to 15 so that last year he was part of Manchester United but he was loaned out to Real Madrid not a bad team to be loaned out to Cristiano Ronaldo Jose Mourinho so um didn't lack the um the talent um just real quick about that time I mean that was that was like a weird point for Manchester United because you had David Moyes coming in after one of the greatest coaches ever, greatest managers ever, Sir Alex Ferguson. So that was like a weird period right there. And I just didn't think David Moyes knew how to use Chicharito. Um, I didn't think David Moyes knew what he had in his hands. I don't think he did very much studying of who he had. So I think... Um, so him going to Real Madrid, still getting great playing time, still getting that great experience, but then also being, I think, being sold to Bayern, Le- uh, Bayern Leverkusen, a top team in Germany, after the fact, 2015 to 17, spent three seasons there, um, two or three seasons there, and played well, had 54 goals, which isn't bad. Where I think in the pecking order, and this is just me, and I'm not saying the best, but I'm saying the most exciting, I'm saying the most competitive um, leagues out there, Premier League, Bundesliga. Because we're talking about competitiveness, not best ones, not most exciting. I'm talking about competitive in Premier League and Bundesliga. Because Bundesliga, you could have rotation of seven different teams that can be up and down outside of just Bayern Munich and Borussia Dortmund. Um, and then you always throw in Bayern Leverkusen used to be one of those top teams. Um, now you got Red Bulls, I think is who they are. So a bunch of, so I mean that shows you how good that that um, that league is. So it's a great league, a lot of good players, great coaches. That's where Jurgen Klopp came from. Um, I mean, so many. Just it's, I think it's top, top toughest, toughest. Hold on, man, I'm getting like toughest. Um, Leagues out there. So um, then from there, we came back to um, English Premier League, played for West Ham for a little bit, um, just as recently as last year, and then made the move to Sevilla for a short time and now sold to LA Galaxy. So that's the kind of road he, that's where he was in, but he played top flight football, soccer. I like, I'm going to call it football for right now. Top flight football for a long time. Now he's in LA. So what LA gets is a 31-year-old. Like I said, I mean, I was telling you guys earlier, he started when he was 16, 17 years old. He's 31 now. 14, 15 years as a professional. You know? 14 years as a professional. And he's 31. To where a lot of people would be like, oh, he's in his prime. Sure. And now he's playing his prime in... at LA, LA Galaxy. The... I guess the most historic team in MLS. I mean, you had people like, of course, Landon Donovan, who probably the most famous LA Galaxy. You had David Beckham. David Beckham was that big signing from overseas. I think, I think probably PSG is where he came from. From PSG and was one of those big major international signings. Went to he came to LA Galaxy. And now you're seeing a whole lot more. You're seeing people like the likes of Nani, who was just here at Orlando, Carlos Vela. Um, you saw ba- Sebastian Schweinsteiger, who just played at C- Chicago Fire. Um, Qualtemic Blanco, one of the other Mexican players who played at Chicago Fire. Um, so, I mean, it's, 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 it's been a long time coming. I'm glad he made this move. The big reasons are he'll be very successful here. Because... From an international standpoint, from him 
because one of the big things that a lot of people don't realize is that playing international soccer, international football for your in for your team, unlike it means it means a lot. Unlike these basketball players over here, um, it means a lot to play soccer for your for your for your uh, for your nation for your country. And you know why is it a big deal? Well. I mean, you're the best of the best of that country to be chosen. Chicharito's been there high in a high level for a long time. Gold Cups, World Cups, CONCACAF. There's like so much different um, tournaments they've won. And uh, of course, the rivalry with the United States. But the reason why I brought that up is that a lot of the Mexican national players, like not, I mean, some of them are playing overseas, but a lot of them are still very local, very domestic is what we call domestic club, play with domestic clubs. So a lot of them still play for Cruz Azul, Guadalajara, America. I mean, Cholos. I mean, there's still a lot of talent in your country. And so moving over here now, the talent has raised because what, uh, what what's going on is that now U.S. Uh, MLS teams are playing Mexican teams and playing Southern um American teams, like CONCACAF teams, CONCACAF will get to another time. Um, and so they're playing all these teams now at a very high level. So they have the champions league now here in North America, which I don't think USA has won. I think anyone who's ever won the champions league since its inception was Mexicans team, Mexicans team, Mexico. MX, I think is what the, the league is called MX. Um, hold on, everyone, chill. There it is, Concap Champions League. Let me go here because I need to look this up now that I'm not over here trying to talk about it. Um, Wikipedia. Sorry, yeah, I'm not perfect. Shut your mouth. Um, But yeah, anyways, everything's everyone's just playing at a higher, just a high level, you know, and it's because of this 2008 Atlanta, yeah, all Mexican. <laughs> it's been all Mexican teams um, that have won and have been involved in all of these. So I believe that's what I'm looking at. But it just goes to show you. I mean, they've, and they've also. The Mexico international team has always played at a high level, has always been successful. I mean, they've gone to the knockout rounds of the World Cups plenty of times. Um, they've beaten some tough teams. Remember, don't forget, no era penal against Netherlands, which should have been a penal. It should have never been a penal. Anyways, we're not going to get into that because that's going to spark something huge. And um, my future old lady is probably watching this. She's Mexican, speaking Spanish. She's like, look at that. Mira ese pinche gringo, no sabe nada de fútbol. Anyways, so yeah, this is just a great move. I went on a tangent there for a little bit, but it's a great move for Chicharito for many reasons, business reasons. I mean, California is not a bad place to raise your family. Um, you're not too far from Mexico. You're not too far from home. You're not too far from family. You're just a few hour flight away from there. And you can make a whole lot of money in the United States, especially in California being sponsored by Nike, whoever you're sponsored with. I mean, there's so much, it's a smart move just overall for Chicharito. Um, who's made a good name of himself. Cause the reason why they call him Chicharito, Chicharito means little P because El Chicharo, his dad was a famous Guadalajara player, Mexico player. So he's done a good job. And unlike a lot of these guys that, try to make names out, you know, after their dads, like, especially in boxing, you can even go as far as Julio Cesar Chavez Jr. Let's not talk about that, but his dad, the most successful Mexican boxer ever. You can even talk about Hector Camacho, Hector Camacho, Hector Camacho Jr. In boxing, blah, 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 trash, trash. So I don't even know if like, yeah, I don't know too many other like Mexican players that have been successful after their fathers. So Chicharito has done that. And props to Chicharito. I'm very excited because I get a. I've seen him play once. I saw him play um, for Manchester United here in Denver 
against AS Roma. And um, pretty cool, pretty cool stuff. He's pretty good. He's really good because he does really well. What a poacher, a poacher scorer does, a, a striker, a forward does. Remember, four, four, two. He's up here, four, four, two. He's a, he's this guy up here. Um, he's good at towing the offensive line. He's good at playing that game. He could be offsides five, six times a game. But that one time he goes through, he's gonna score. It doesn't matter. It doesn't he doesn't he? He has a short mind, but he's quick, and he's a smart football mind, which is pretty good to have. And he's always in the right place at the right time. So that's what a poacher does. Always gets the second ball. So if you guys know the second ball. Let's say a corner, a cross is coming through. That first ball is meant for somebody else, but they miss it. Then it becomes a second ball. He's good at getting that second ball or retrieving the ball that someone headed but didn't head on goal. Puts it in. He's really good at that, so that's what you got to look forward to. Um, and we'll definitely talk more about that as the MLS season two. MLS probably comes, you know, MLS will be here probably two months, month or two. Probably March. So everyone's in training camp right now. So we'll see. Um, I'm, I'm excited because I like, I mean, it's, it's, uh, there's still a whole lot more things to go to happen too, especially before the season. So you don't know. Who knows is going to be an MLS uniform by the beginning of the season. I haven't really been a big MLS star, but then I went to um, this guy right here. Look, everyone look. See this? Secretary of Defense, Tim Howard. I went to the Rapids game last year. Uh, and uh, once again, shout out to my brother. I don't know where he gets these tickets. He gets them. And I uh, went to watch, and I was like, dude, this is exciting. Outside of the fact that all these people are getting up and not paying attention to the game, I think now you're going to see more educated te- people, um, hopefully, in the seats. So we'll see. But yeah, a um, couple tidbits moving on from Chicharito because I'm a big Chicharito fan. I Manchester United fan. Love it. Love the move. Cool dude. <laughs> um, but yeah, has some good takes in Spanish, by the way. Has some good takes. Good takes in Spanish. So last night I watched the Pro Bowl skills games. So they like did like skills, like fun games, like where the kickers had to kick. I don't know if they did it last year. Can't wasn't paying this year, but they did. I saw I was watching something before that where the kickers, like for for example, kickers would like play tic tac toe. They they make a tic tac toe out of the field goal posts, like the squares, and then you make your whether blue or red. It's not X's, but it's blue or red. You do tic tac toe that way. They did a throwing competition where they had targets that had different points and they had NFC versus AFC. This is how it worked out. The NFC had um, Russell Wilson. Then they had someone out of receiver throwing. I don't remember who the receiver was. And then Kirk cousins and um, they, they smoked the AFC. AFC had Lamar Jackson, Jarvis Landry, was it Deshaun Watson? I'm not 100% sure who it was. Um, it got smoked. But it was it was fun. And then they also had another one where they had to like, it was four four per team. Quarterbacks receive, quarterback and receiver paired up. So two different pairs. And they had to go around, do these different catches and go back around, do it again like a tag team. Once they got done, the second team would go the second leg. And then the last one was dodgeball competition, which was pretty fun to watch. Especially when you have someone like Jarvis Landry, who has good hands. I mean, to win the game, he it was Jarvis Landry against two other dudes that came from the NFC. And this is like the it was pretty cool because they had points, and this was like the defining game, defining game to see who would win the whole competition. Don't know what they won. Hopefully, they won a little bit of swag. Um, but yeah, he was he had two balls in his hand. Don't be perverted. He had two kick balls or whatever, dodge balls in his hand, and the guys threw it. One somebody threw it at him. Oh, no, yeah, he caught one, and then it was one-on-one. The guy threw it at him, dropped the balls, and caught it. It was pretty fun. It was exciting. I was kind of excited. Um, pretty funny to see uh, Lamar Jackson get outthrown by Jarvis Landy, but he's, he's known for his legs. It doesn't matter. Um, last thing is Zion made his debut. Zion Williamson made his debut, which I talked about him earlier in our podcast. Once again, everything comes together full circle. So if you guys aren't subscribed, subscribe right now. Um 
go back listen to all the older uh, episodes. Most of them, I think up until four, I think fourteen is the first one on YouTube. All the other ones are going to be everywhere, except for the decade review, which is only on YouTube, available on YouTube because Uncle Edgar messed up. But the, you could find me on Spotify, Anchor, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. I don't know about. I haven't checked. I know I was supposed to check, but I didn't check about um. SoundCloud. But you find me everywhere. I'm everywhere at a touch of a button on your phone. I'll be there. I'll be there. Okay, I'm not singing. Um, Zion Williams, Williamson, Williams, Williamson made his debut. Um, and it was, I, I fell asleep at halftime. I'm not going to lie. He was only playing four minutes the first quarter, and then a few minutes the second quarter. And I was like, what the? I was I'm too tired. I just went to sleep. And then um, he blew up. 22 points, um, 17 points in the second half, I believe is what it was. Maybe one quarter, I can't remember. Um, but I'm glad. And four, a four for four from three-point land. Four for four for that dude that big. Four for four. Better than Ben Simmons. We, that's why the, um, it's already been noted. Better than, better shooting percentage from three than anyone. Better than the beard. Better than, don't even come at me. The kid's a talent. Rookie of the year after one game. Let's go. Just kidding. Um, that will go to um, J.A. Morantz, who will be the rookie of the year. Barring he stays healthy. You never know. But he showed promise, and that's pretty good. I mean, I'm, I'm glad he definitely was out of shape, obviously, because the fucking guy has been, they have been limiting, limiting him. And the way his body is, I mean, the good thing about him, he's 19, what, 19 years old? So he, uh, he'll snap out of it. He'll be okay. But like I said months ago, I don't know if we'll ever see him play a full season because of how athletic he is, how big he is. And that body, it just like puts himself, the way his moves, he moves, how, you know, how you know, every, his cuts, he's a hundred percent. I don't know what they did with them during like, I don't know a hundred percent. I meant like full throttle, just. Just full throttle. I don't know. They they heard they even like trained him. Like not trained him. Like he's a puppy. Um, but they had to kind of teach him how to like walk differently. Like everything to get him healthy back in the NBA. Back into playing um, for the Pelicans. So I don't know. Like I heard they had to make him walk differently. Learn teach him how to walk a different way correctly. Maybe. I mean, dude's nineteen years old, so he's a sponge. He'll figure it out. But yeah. I'm I'm glad. I wish he would have made his comeback against Denver Christmas Day, but it didn't happen. It happened January 22nd, so everyone will remember that. 2020. Oh, 2020. 2020. Episode number 20 of Sports Plus Live. I just put it all together. 2020. 2020. Episode number 20 of the Sports Plus Live podcast. And we're going to end it there because I have nothing else to talk about. Um, so just to recap real quick, congratulations, Eli Manning, Junior Dos Santos versus Curtis Blades, and then also Chicharito to LA. Um, big stuff coming. Um, I'll put, I'm going to put out two videos this weekend. I have time. There's no like a whole lot of sports this weekend. Pro Bowl. I'm not going to watch that. No one's going to watch the Pro Bowl. Why would anyone watch the Pro Bowl? There's nothing at stake. It's very boring. Um, I'm going to put out two videos this weekend. YouTube.com slash Sports Plus Life. Follow me on Instagram, Sports Plus Life. Follow me on Instagram, M-R-A-K-A-C-O. Twitter, M-R-A-K-A-C-O. And Sports Plus Life on Twitter. And then, um, yeah, subscribe to the channel. Subscribe to everything. Hit the ring. Hit the, any, like, bells you see to get notifications when I drop stuff. Because I drop stuff whenever I want. I actually wanted to record this yesterday so you guys could have it this morning. But it didn't happen that way. So tune in. Keep your ear out. Keep your eye out. Like, share. Remember, tell all your chismosas. Tell any chismosas in general. Chismosas, look it up if you don't know what it means. Just chatty cathies. Chismosas, tell them all. And if you want, is there certain chismosas that need to get a hold of me? Because they're hot chismosas? Tell them to holler at me. M-R-A-K-A-C-O, Twitter and Instagram. I'm out of here. I'll see you guys later. Later. 2020, episode number 20, Sports Plus Life. Lick.